Warning. The Zero Dead podcast is made for mature audiences only. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Thank you for sticking around until we got to the second part of our Carnival of Madness finale. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us and I hope to see you on the next adventure. For now, have fun. Are you walking through the main entrance of the big tent? I That's believe where so. The darkness is hurting you too. Do we really go in? Do we, um, have, we have, to? have much of a choice? This seems like the worst idea. Randy, look around us. Where else can we go? Randy, as you look around, you also grasp... Don't look at them. <laughs> Randy, don't I'm look around looking. us. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking around. Kelly was looking around. No, oh, she told me to. Suggesting to look around <laughs> as a uh, expression. Oh. <laughs> All of you roll me an education check as you're looking around. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm not going to say oh. anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be a very 41. I just need to know who um, fails. I failed. I hard success. 43. I failed because it's 60 under 61. So, use it, use a luck point. You didn't fail then. No, it's sixty under sixty one. No, it's under. It's under. That's true. I yeah. still didn't fail. Yeah, Succeed. I, I failed. One. You've seen this before, Kelly. You're not very deterred, but Sean, did you just say that you had an extreme success? Hard success. Uh, Forty-one under ninety. Forty-one under ninety. You want to make it an extreme success? Oh, I don't know, because that goes all the way to 18. That's too many luck for me. I've spent up my luck for the day. <laughs> As you're looking around, you also notice that the stars are not the stars you would expect. There's no constellations that you really recognize. And also, the planets are not at the place that you need them to be. Roll your sanity check. A six under, well, 32. Roll me a d4. Two. Two. How, yeah, you, you lose two points. How much did you lose of how many did you lose in this adventure? Well, if I've just lost two, that puts me at 30. I've lost 15. Put you at 30? I lost 15 in one day? Well, I, I started at 45. If I, I was at 32, if I've just lost two more, then I've lost 15 point sanity. Well, I'm just going to ask you to roll me an intelligence roll. It's my intelligence. 65. 17 under 65. I'm going to spend the four luck points and make that a critical. This was the one roll you wanted to fail. Spend four well, I'm making it a... Oh, oh, I roll with the punches. I don't go back on my word. 
critical success. As you look up, you notice that the stars are not in the right place. Mm. This whole evening has been one psychological attack after another. Your sanity has taken a large hit. As you're looking at the sky, you immediately know this is not Earth. You are filled with an overwhelming dread and fear. And the only safety that you can see around you as the darkness is crouching in is the light of the tent. What do you do? I grab Kelly. Kelly, I think you're right. I think we're dead. This isn't Earth. Told you. What do we do? Are we we in hell? I mean, I sold sold a bit of weed, man, but I I was never that bad. And in the back of your mind, you hear your pop-up say, (laughs) You disappoint me, Bongo. Shut up, pop-up! <laughs> what? Why are you t- who are you talking to, Sean? Just, 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 no one. Just. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna shake Sean. Like, come on, man, think about it. He would be in hell. You think Brandy would be here with us? Yeah, why would I be here? Well, maybe on, we're man. not in hell. <laughs> come on. We are just in between. Unless I am paying for the sins <laughs> of my mother, I have done nothing. Apart from swear just now, before, but I've already apologized and I prayed. We're not dead, guys. Come on. How do you know that? How do you explain everything that is going on in our life? Well, (laughs) I can't. But how do you explain being dead? Like it. You know what? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if we're alive or we're dead. We're we're gonna get through this. It's even better if we're dead. I'm gonna slap him and I'm gonna slap Bongo in the face and go, Would you feel this if you were dead? Maybe. I don't know. I've never been dead before. Did he feel it? <laughs> uh, Bongo, roll me a first aid check because you were checking your oh, own pulse. <laughs> and she 13. slapped him with the ring. 13 under 30. Hard success. You feel your own pulse. Whew. Oh, no. I'm alive. I grab Kelly's wrist and start checking her pulse. <laughs> Does he take any damage from me slapping him in oh, the yeah, face? One, one, one damage. <laughs> Another black eye. Yes! I am, a little, I am a little mark of the ring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just as pee security. <laughs> That's going to be there for a couple of weeks, Brandy. I know you're mad at me from earlier, but Jesus. <laughs> it looks kind of cool, though. It looks really nice. Shame it's not a bee. No, Kelly cute. likes it. Well, am I, I alive? No. <laughs> Too scared for this. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, am I alive? First aid check. For who? For Sean? <laughs> yeah, for Sean, because he's feeling your wrist. <laughs> he's checking my pulse, yeah. 42 <laughs> over 30. Fail. You don't... I don't know. I can find your pulse. And I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> You're only dead. I'm dead. You're the only one who's dead. We're all alive. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's do this together. Come on, guys. We've got to psych ourselves up now. Do you, monkey, do you, you still monkey, have, monkey, 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 monkey. You still have the bottle. Monkey. Okay. Well, one last, one last thing then. Oh, oh okay. I'll wait him you to take what? a sip. Screw it. I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> I'll give it to her first. Let her drink first. Brandy. Brandy. Brandy takes her first Brandy. sip of alcohol. 
Ooh. Oh. <laughs> check. What? Oh, wait, that's D&D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what check? Oh, yeah, con check. You, Give me you, a con check. A constitution check for a swig of alcohol? <laughs> yeah, you, you have never sure. had alcohol before. Well, it's a one under 60, so. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Wow. It's so smooth. <laughs> like, it, it kind of feels like you're drinking lemonade. And it makes your insides tingle. Ooh. Oh, I passed the good, body right? to Doug. Helps me get in also... contact with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm also going to take a swig and then pass it to Kelly. Okay, I'll, I'll drink most of it, like, you know, good, 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 good. Um, but before I actually finish, I will just throw, like, bump it in the wall and break it. And scream, yeah! Like, you know, <laughs> getting psyched. <laughs> Get fucking hyped. So you're entering the main tent. Oh, I'm running inside of the tent, yeah. Shouting Leroy. Leroy! I'm yeah. just screaming. Ah! Entering the main tent, inside the tent, the patrons move quietly to find their seats in preparation to watch Carnival Pandemonium's fabled Night of Bedlam. Just inside the entrance, you pass between two stacks of bleacher seats that are already packed to the motherfucking brim. As you look around, the only seats available are in the front row, next to a handful of elderly folks who weren't up for climbing the steps. You can see that while the seats line the southern east half of the tent, the other half is concealed behind a low wooden stage with a high dark grey curtain, leaving a narrow bit of stage facing the audience. A row of old-fashioned limelights along the bottom of the front of the stage bathed in brilliant white radiance. Standing stage left and right are two cardies dressed in loose-fitting dark grey clothes that make them almost invisible in the shadows. Several weird papier-mâché monsters hang from the ceiling by thin wires. Each is nearly eight foot long with vaguely humanoid bodies, but with distinct insectoid features, including a large thorax and two pairs of translucent, membranous wings. They appear to be painted dark grey on top and... Well, <laughs> you, you wouldn't be able to see the top. Come on now. They appear to be painted grey. Their eyeless hats hanging towards the audience. So, you're gonna find your seats? Run throw, baby. Well, we've all just run in. Ah! Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like <we're> just... <laughs> Conceal weapons. <laughs> Stealth check. Oh, easy. 32 mm. under 70. Hard success. And the rest? I'm not trying to hide. I'm just... It's okay. I'm just... My arms are down like... It's going to walk him with a broken uh, bottle in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, but... No, sorry, go on. 
No, I was going to say, one, one hand is the bottle, the other is the knife. And I'm just walking with them low, like nothing's happening. I am concealing my stick. Uh, I roll a 26 over 20, but I'm going to use six luck points. Six luck points to make it a success. There we go. I rolled Brand- 22 under 40, um, nice. so it's... All right, so all of you except Kelly hide their weapons? Oh, well... In that case, I will try to hunt my weapons. <laughs> it's 40C. And what is the hiding yeah. weapon? It's called hide weapon? Uh, sleight oh. of hand. Oh, sleight of hand. Yeah, that would be better. Sorry. Oh, I, I rolled for stealth. Is your sleight of hand better or worse? Way worse. <laughs> my sleight of hand is 10. My my stealth is 40. Uh, I'm not going to change it right now. You you made it. Note to self. Read up on rules. I found the stuff. <laughs> I wasn't looking for it. I wrote a 46 over 20. Uh, you want to push the roll? Yeah. How how? What are you doing differently? Or do you want? No, I don't want to push, push anything. I want to just to. How does it work? If I, I do something different, I can roll again. Yeah, if you do something different, but you have to tell me within reason what you're doing different. Um, but if you... Like, you cannot use lock points then on the roll, but you can use lock points now to make a fail a success. It would be so many points. It's end game. Okay, so I will use it. The luck points. I think it's better. All right, so you use an, enough luck points to make it a success. Yeah, and it, it's the same roll, or I have to roll again? No, no, no. This is just, you have the roll. Uh, you have your number that you rolled, and you make 64. the luck point. So, so you, it goes from 20 to until 64, right? Yeah, so 44 luck points. Oh, thank you for the math. Okay. Quick maths. As you take your seats, what do you do? Do you look around? Do you talk to the other patrons, the elderly persons sitting next and in front of you? Yeah, I want to poke one of them to see if they respond at all. Or like, just like lightly bump into them and go like, oh, sorry. Actually, no, I'm just going to poke them because Douglas is not clever <laughs> enough to like just bump into them casually. He's just like, poke. <laughs> poke? You're alive? <laughs> the woman that you poke like, oh, good heavens. <laughs> <laughs> if your finger is as hard as the rest of your body... Find me after <laughs> this night of Bedlam. I understand you are dumbfounded by this. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked and appalled, sir. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. The, uh, if you have a pen, I'll write down my phone number. And she pats, like, her... Dress. Sorry, my dear. No pockets. Ah. Then I pats down, down my, my loincloth and go like, no pockets either. Fuck me, I, was, I forgot you were just wearing a loincloth. <laughs> like in fucking autumn, end of autumn. <laughs> Bolt it really makes the whole toilet scene a lot better, doesn't it? It does. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 
everything he's been through, and that's what he's wearing. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. So she says, "No, I don't have a, a, um, a pen." You you pat yourself down, <laughs> looking at this woman. Huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, but also, you don't have a pen, and she just says, "Oh, look at the stage." And she looks at the stage. You look at and there's nothing there at the moment. Hmm. Anybody else do anything? Or does Douglas do anything yet? No, not really. I'm just kind of looking around. But Look around. You see two carnies standing at the stage. You recognize them. At least one of them from the Duck Pond game. Norm is his name. A true carny name. And he is scanning the crowd to see if anybody steps out of line. Anybody else do anything? I take a sip of my secret straw and realize it's not connected to a bowl anymore. Solid. Solid. I want you all to vamp just a second because my beer is empty. Okay. That's a a you problem. That's a me problem indeed. But um, you're all sitting in a row together. And you're in a tent at this moment, awaiting the big show. What do you talk about? I asked Douglas what what that whole thing was with the old lady. Because I thought he liked me. Not that I like him. Not that I like him. (laughs) Or I do like him, but it's like, I can't, you know, I have a a relationship (laughs) with Jesus. (laughs) And that relationship with Jesus comes first. You don't so, sound jealous at all, Brandy. <laughs> I, I say, I, I, I whisper at her like, oh, I was, I was just, just playing. I was, uh, I was gonna write Bongo's number uh, on her hands or on her. I don't know. Your loincloth doesn't lie. I look down. <laughs> you're like, hmm? Wow. What are you look at what are you looking at, Brandy? That alcohols make you a different person. Do I hear Douglas saying that to her? Of course. <laughs> so I start poking her very fast in the in her like in the back, like in the side. What? Like, and I don't what say do you want? I like <laughs> I I I I May I say that I might be a bit drunk, not uh, Kelly, might be me too, but Kelly, mostly. Just because she you really don't have to drunk ask me if you can do something to say something, you just do it. Okay, no, because I was thinking I drank the rest of the bottle, so I think that's why she's not, like, she could be a bit more scared, but instead she's just laughing weirdly of her friend talking to a crush. <laughs> All I can see is the... Uh... Scene uh, from Liar Liar that Jim Carrey's like, (laughs) 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 the show begins. A bald, middle aged looking man wearing a rather Victorian era suit walks out on stage with a wide smile, his arms wide in greeting and the lights casting a tall shadow on the curtain behind him. He has a very angular face 
and speaks dramatically with a strong Eastern European accent. Welcome, my friends, to the Carnival Pandemonium! The audience cheers and roars as he holds his arms wide, waiting for the thunderous applause to die down. Then, after eyeing the audience pretentiously for a good 30 seconds, I'm not going to roleplay this, he inclines with a slight bow of his head. With an air of finality, he says, We have now come to our final offering. And so, without any adieu (laughs) whatsoever, it is my supreme honor to introduce to you the immortal Lady Sari! As the applause fades, the lights dim, leaving only a single pool of illumination in the middle of the tent. A figure steps out of the darkness behind the curtain, clad in a flowing yellow cloak. Its tattered trailing edge sweeping across the wooden planks beneath them. The garment is wrapped carefully about her, revealing almost nothing. She moves with the grace of a trained dancer, coming to a stop in the center of the stage. What do you do? Do you do anything or just wait it out? I poke, I poke Doug and go, did did he really say offering? Yeah, uh, and the immortal something? Where are we? I'm just I don't know, but I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. <laughs> wow. We're in hell, guys. <laughs> Get with the program. <laughs> just ride it out. And... <laughs> no, when you said that the guy uh, said something and everybody was worrying, like the, the scream, I screamed also. I'm really with the crowd now. Really excited. Who wouldn't be? I'm not wondering <laughs> if the serious thing. You know what's coming? Uh, everybody should be excited. <laughs> that brandy. After a dramatic pause she raises her face to the crowd and there's an audible gasp (gasps) she's wearing a featureless bone white mask its porcelain surface is smooth but for a pair of small black eye holes her voice carries throughout the tent as if electrically amplified when she speaks There's no sign of a microphone or wire. Her silky voice is sultry, rich and resonant. She crafts each word with the utmost care, as a master painter lays down pigment on a canvas. Along the shore the cloud waves break. The twin suns sink behind the lake. The shadows lengthen. In Carcosa. Strange is the night where black stars rise and strange moons circle through the skies, but stranger still is Lost Carcosa. Songs that the Hades shall sing where flap the tatters of the king must die unheard in dim Carcosa. Song of my soul, my voice is that die though, unsung as tears unshed shall dry and die in lost Carcosa. 
You feel her words in your flesh and bones. As if they emerge from within your own body. You fancied for a moment that maybe other voices were echoing in the distance in some other language, but you can't be sure. One alabaster hand emerges from beneath her cloak and moves lasciviously up her body, coming to rest on the chin of her neck. Everybody make a POW check. 44 over 40, but I'm going to spend four luck points to make it a success. Uh, 19 under 45, which is a hard success. All right. 26 under... What is it? 50, and I'm going to spend one luck point to make it 25, which is a hard success. 24 or under 70. Each and every one of you pass your test. And you continue to hear the echo of her words. It seems like it's coming from every direction even outside of the tent and above the tent and below the tent roll me a sanity check eight 29 over 30 oh mine's 29 under 30 literally just (sighs) mine's 38 and my current sanity is 38 yeah, you um, aim to match the number or below it. Okay, good. Everybody who failed, roll me a d8. Everybody who succeeded, roll me a d4. Who failed, tell me if you get above a 5. A 5 or above. Yeah. I can't spend luck points on the sanity roll, right? No. <laughs> that's yeah, just madness. So. I rolled a 2. Take 2 sanity. Damage. I rolled no. a two. Two sanity damage. Rolled one. One sanity damage. I rolled four. Four sanity damage. <laughs> As all of you feel this voice echoing through your body in the back of your mind, the light subtly changes you almost imperceptibly, becoming a yellow stain on the stage. There must be some cunningly concealed smoke machines because thin mist begins to form around who you now recognize as Lazy Sari. As if emanating from her very pores, the audience is held in a thrall for a few beats longer by Lady Sari's magnetic presence before she lets her mask fall to the stage where it shatters like glass. At the same time, she spreads her cloak to reveal her naked form beneath. Doug, I immediately look down. (laughs) (laughs) Doug, you were making do a a loincloth check. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) You were making up, uh, Doug. What you were saying? I was saying I'd rip my stick a bit harder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. There is a deep drum beat from somewhere backstage as she begins to sing with a voice that seems impossible for human vocal cords. 
If it's a language, it doesn't sound like any language you heard before, considering primarily of vowels that weave together in harmonies that shouldn't exist. Flowing a few muffled exclamations, the audience goes silent, so that the only thing you hear are the drums and Lady Sari's harmonies. After a few seconds, everyone is utterly enthralled by her song. It is simultaneously haunting and comforting, causing many in the audience to tear up. As she sings, her face lifts upward, and anyone watching her cannot help but follow her gaze. To your horror, the roof of the tent is gone, and the sky is laid bare before you. If it can even be called a sky, it has turned a dusty grey that provides no illumination. The stars are dark, inky points of unlight, each rigged by a splendor, pale corona or halo, and the color of dead grass. Anybody who hasn't checked the sky yet, make me a sanity check. I was looking down, so do you want me to No. roll a sanity check? You were actively averting your eyes. The moment she got naked, I was like, oh, hell no! You said hell. I know. I drank something. Uh, everybody else has already seen the sky, right? Yeah, seen it, but last time I failed to check and I didn't see anything odd about it. Oh, then you now now make a sanity check indeed. A straight sanity check, or do I get to make no. just a roll first? Maybe. Uh, 86 over 28. Roll me 2d8. That's an <laughs> 8 and a 6. You are transfixed by this vista of black stars onto a grey sky. You feel like you cannot move. And all of a sudden, the singing mingles with some kind of disordered and buzzing. Dark shapes dive out of the loathsome sky at the audience and begin to randomly snatch individuals out of the air. To your horror, you realize that these things, these monstrosities, are the same living versions of the papier-mâché monsters you saw overhead when you first entered the tent. As you all accept Douglas, because he is enthralled by the sky, as all of you except Douglas look to your left, you see the old lady being jerked out of her seat, leaving a shoe and a spilled bag of popcorn behind. To your right, a small boy is grabbed by the head and yanked away from his mother, who stares transfixed into the sky. What do you do, everybody, except for Douglas, who is transfixed? I think Brenda is looking down, right? She's not seeing any of these, or she's she can see what's happening? Oh, on I, the side. I, I, looked, I looked to the side. So I can see it now, but, but I didn't look at the sky. I'm gonna... Is there a way under the stage? Because uh, we're in the front row, right? You're in the front row. Roll me a luck roll. I will do... I'm, I'm, I'll try to. 
so that's 60 under 68. All right, regular. And uh, Kelly? 33 under 20. No, over, over 20. 20, sorry. <laughs> over 20. Kelly, you are looking around, but you do not really see anything. But Brandy, you spot a opening under the stage to the right-hand side of the stage, just behind one of the carnies keeping watch. Bongo, what do you do? I'm transfixed of what's happening at the moment. I'm just... Uh... <laughs> All right. I'm scared. Girls, it's up to you. What do you do? Um, the chairs are, uh, like, movable. It's like a normal chair. Uh, no, it's like the large benches. Uh uh, so I'll try to hide under. All right, cool. I'm gonna try and get under the stage, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and knock one of them out, and then go under the stage, or at least knock them out of the way. I'm not gonna make you roll for it, but as you're looking, you can see that the carnies that are keeping watch at the moment are also transfixed, not by the sky, but by the large insectoid humanoids buzzing around and grabbing people out of the uh, onlookers. Then I'll just try and stealth it past them. All right, roll me a stealth roll with a bonus die. Okay, my stealth is... 40, and I rolled a 39. Well, that's a success. I'm going to spend... Okay, I don't have to spend any luck to make it a super... You can if you want to. I will. Um... I'm going to spend 19 luck. What does that put your luck on? 47. 47 luck. Not great. Not bad. Okay for end stage. <laughs> Pretty okay for <laughs> Definitely end. better off than Kelly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sneak past so really they cannot see me at all and go under the stage because that seems and to be the you try to get behind them. You see one of these flying monstrosities gunning for you. You get a dodge roll. Let me dodge. Thirty-six. Thirty-six under forty-five. You see it gunning for you, and you duck down, and it grabs the person that was right behind you and just lifts it up into the air into some faraway land as you sneak behind the carny who's transfixed by these large flying monstrosities and you get into or under the stage complete darkness for you as you hear the buzzing around you outside of the stage what is the rest doing i i just want to ask like when i wrote that sanity thing did i take like act 14 sanity loss Yes. Okay. That means I'm now at 14 sanity. You'll live forever. Kelly? I was trying to hide under the chair. All right. Do I have to roll by it? Uh, Well, you were hiding, and you see around you people being picked up, most in the bleachers to your, like, where you are towards the entrance. Some people around you. Uh, Douglas, roll me a luck roll. That is 31 under 50. Kelly, you look and you see one of these monstrosities like diving into the exact place that Douglas is in. 
And at the last second, it moves to the right and picks the person just to the back and right behind him. Sean. Yes. What do you do? I dive behind the bench that I'm in because I'm seeing all these massive insects flying about. I'm going to dive underneath the uh, the bench I'm on. There's a bit of protection. All right. Roll me a luck roll. <laughs> 80. <laughs> How much over your luck is that? <laughs> oh, what is my luck at the moment? 53. So it's uh, 27 over. Can you spend luck on your luck roll? You cannot spend luck on a luck roll, but can you push a luck roll? Fuck can it. I Let- can I say it's done stealthily instead, using the same result? L- roll me a luck roll to see if you can use it stealthily. <laughs> Sixteen under fifty-three. You can use your, your previous roll for your stealth. <laughs> So I'll use my previous roll and spend 10 luck points <laughs> to make it a success. <laughs> lucky you. And oh, lucky me. I'll live forever. All of you see these people being yanked out of their seats around you. And while the grim culling continues, the curtain parts in the middle to reveal a kind of throne. It has a simple design with a curved top and inlaid geometric borders of yellow and crimson. On the throne back is a twisted triskeleton designed of dull yellow metal that looks nothing like gold. Its murky surface is pockmarked with countless of tiny holes giving it a diseased appearance as if it had once been infested with termites or in the distant past. Who's, who's looking at this throne right now? I'll say that I am underneath. I'm still watching. Kelly, are you looking at the stage? No? Um, well, maybe, because I'm also trying to find to see if uh, Brandy is fine. And because she ran under the stage, I think I'm following, you know, her. So probably I, I was looking. Yeah, um... That's a good reason. Uh, Douglas? I don't know. Am I still transfixed by these creatures? Roll me a pow roll. See if you can power through. Dude. Yeah, like the moment you see the person to your left being grabbed and then the person behind you, you power through. You shake out of it. And the first thing you see is this throne. Everybody who sees it, make me a sanity check. Uh, 18. Under 26. Whew. 60, Christ. <laughs> 38. Over 14. 14. Oh. <laughs> and I rolled a C. Under 60. Randy? You're still hiding under. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, I'm still under, and I'm going to stay under. Famous last words. (laughs) Caddy. Cool. You take 1d4 of sanity damage. The boys take 2d4 of sanity damage. Oh. As they look upon this sigil. (laughs) And Brandy. Yeah. 
you hear screaming around you. Kelly, you see this sigil. And it is the same sigil that you drew in your notebook. Roll me another sanity check. And you said uh, I, I succeed, I roll a, a 1d4. I, I didn't understand. I have to roll and then the number I... You deduct from your sanity. And now you see that the sigil okay. on the back of the chair is the same sigil that you drew <laughs> in your notebook. So it's um, just a second. It's 58. Woohoo! 40! Under 58. Alright, so you take one more point of sanity damage. Lady Sari turns to face the throne, her song transitioning into a husky chant. Then something about the throne changes. At first, it looks as if the surface begins moving. But it soon becomes clear that the countless tiny maggot-like worms that are emulating from this throne and spilling out of the pinholes are making a mound of a grotesque parasite visage that is collecting on the seat. All of you, except Brandy, roll me a sanity check. <laughs> Fuck off, man. My sanity's on fucking 18 now. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. 20? Oh my god. Over eight. <laughs> eight. Eh, 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 eh. 83 of writing. I rolled a 10 <laughs> under 58. <laughs> You feel that you're in great danger. And after a minute, the worms begin taking... After a minute, the worms begin taking the shape of a seated figure. Lady Sari removes her tattered, jaundiced garment and drapes it over the figure like some kind of obscene coronation. The yellow king's head twitches suddenly... And his face turns directly towards you. Everybody who just failed his sanity, roll me 3d10. Ah. Might be all ones. It wasn't all ones. So, um, Mr. Keeper, mm -hmm. what happens when you reach zero sanity? You, became, you become an NPC. <laughs> well... It's, it's been fun, Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> I just got uh, two tens and a five. <laughs> yep. I've lost 16. Sorry, right. <laughs> Minus eight. Kelly, you look to your left and you see these two men that you've known for most of your lives transfixed by the apparition in front of you. You passed your sanity check. Roll me a d10. One. You take one sanity damage as <laughs> you look to your left and you see these boys. Every semblance of sanity has left their eyes. They are transfixed on the figure on the throne. As you look at this throne, 
to the left of the stage, you see a young girl dressed in a pale white flaxen dress walk out on stage. You immediately recognize this girl as Alice. And a strong wave of deja vu crashes over you. She appears unmoved and unaffected by the chaos that is evolving around her. And Lady Starry steps back, allowing Alice to kneel before the king in yellow. Kelly, what do you do? I will call her. I'll scream her name. You scream the name Alice and she doesn't respond. Um, um, I will try to run closer. Like we are in the, I mean, the very front. Uh, yeah, you're, you're in the very front row indeed. Row. I think I'm gonna try to run to the stage and mm -hmm. to stab her. Right, so um, let me get this straight. You jump up under your hiding place. You rush towards the stage, leap onto the stage. Roll me a luck roll just for shits and giggles. What, what is your luck and what is your dex? My luck is 20. Your dex? My dex is 55. So roll dex to see if you can jump on the stage without a problem. I like how you roll with your eyes closed. 37. 37. So you fucking leap onto the stage <laughs> and run to this lady Sari. What do you do? As you are running up to her and you see the now naked lady, sorry, standing behind the girl, she raises a dagger of what looks like obsidian glass overhead. Her singing reaches a crescendo. Tell me what you do. You're yeah, I, I'm so tense, I pressed the wrong buttons. <laughs> um, uh, this, it looks like she's uh, going to stab Alice. She's not holding it up to stab herself. <laughs> so I'm going to run, run, run and try to stab the naked lady. As <laughs> Dog and Bongo absentmindedly high-fived <laughs> each other because there's a naked <laughs> lady. Um... <laughs> Kelly, yes. Roll me a roll me a d one hundred. Let's see what what happens. Twenty one. All right. Uh, what is your fighting brawl score? It's twenty five. So twenty one is under twenty five. Yes. As you fucking deck, Lady Sari. And as she tries to stab this obsidian blade into the girl's head, 
you fucking lunge and place your dagger in the center of her chest. And as you let go, almost immediately, Lady Sari is grabbed by one of the flying monstrosities and yanked into the air and the roof of the tents, slammed shut with a carcophonous boom that echoes for several seconds. The limelight fades out, leaving the audience in utter darkness. Some unknown time later, you look around and you find yourself waking up in what almost seems like a clearing surrounded by dozens of other patrons. You walk around in the frost-covered grass and about 20 feet away is a group of nine standing stones that are cracked and broken. Apart from those that apart from these strange monoliths you see the odd bit of trash or discarded carnival toys is all that remains of the carnival madness. You turn around and people stagger by on their feet as if they've been sleepwalking and sitting hunched over, cradling her legs and knees, you see Brandy with one arm around her legs and Brandy, if I'm not mistaken, her necklace in the other hand. As you see her, you hear the occasional half-hearted call of somebody looking for a friend or a loved one. Though, everybody seems very disorientated. All the survivors begin wandering towards the path back to the parking lot that now can be seen through the trees. What do you do, Kelly? I'm going to run to Brandy under the stage. Mm-hmm. Brandy, are you okay? I don't know. Come, it's okay. Come out. What happened? I heard you scream. I heard you scream, Alice. And I wanted to, I wanted to get down from under the stage, but then that was the last thing I heard. Well, I, I'm not sure. I I saw Alice, and I wanted to kill her because. It felt right. <laughs> but the woman, the naked woman, she was going to kill Alice, like to stab her. So I stabbed the naked woman instead. Alice was the offering? I think so. So you did see her? Yes, that's why I screamed her name. I wanted to see if she would look. Come, we need to go. Where are the boys? That's a good question. You look around and the boys are nowhere to be found. You call out for them. Sean, Douglas, Bungo! But there's no reply. You make your way back to the car. 
And as you look around, there's no carnival pandemonium anymore. All the fences, all the tents, the large attractions, everything's gone. It's like it's never been here. And as you move towards the car, get in. You start the car and drive away. And as you go down this gravel road, you exit the forest and take a left. And as you look in your your rear view mirror, you see a clown waving at you holding a sign that says thank you come again and below him is one of these A-shaped signs and where it previously said carnival pandemonium this way some of the letters have been faded out and the only thing you can see is Carnival Demon this way and I want to thank you all for an amazing last session a lovely adventure and a great first podcast adventure thank you very 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 much thank you a, oh, thank you as always thank you no, Ellie, no, no. can you drop me off at church, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening to our playthrough of Carnival of Madness. If you'd like to hear more, search for Zero Dead Productions on YouTube or wait till we'll upload our next session. You can also contact us on Zero Dead Pod on Twitter. See you next time. We can edit this in post. For sure. As well, as sure. we're going to add it that I'm going to pee right now. But wait, I have a question. That's to be you, buddy! <laughs> <laughs>